0: Startup Unscripted: The questions you have, with the truths you need to hear. And now, your host, Michael D'Incio. All right, all right, everybody. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Startup Unscripted. Today is exciting because I'm interviewing someone that uh, I'm, I'm a friend of was have been a partner for many years and she does what I do. So that should perk your ears up. Uh, <laughs> what I do is what she does, but she is the ortho queen as I call her. Aww. There's one thing that I don't do a lot of and try to stay away from is ortho. And I feel like <laughs> orthos, you get neglected on my program. So so today we're giving it to you, orthos, from uh, uh, the, the famous, I was going to say infamous, that wouldn't be right, Um, Jill Allen with uh, Jill Allen and associates Jill. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thanks, Michael. I, I so appreciate that. And what an honor to be, to be on the show. Um, and, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to share any of my knowledge that I might have on the ortho side with your audience.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um, she, she interviewed me once on her program and we're, we're doing it on my program, but we got into some stuff that quite frankly, you know, she was asking me questions. I, you know, I was like, oh man, I, I, th- this is going to be dangerous because Jill's, Jill's smarter than I am. So <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. So, okay, so Jill, I'm
1: ready for the curveballs. Yeah, ready for I'm
0: going to, I'm going to pay you back today. I'm going to pay <laughs> you back. <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about you, Joe. I, I just said you're the ortho yeah. queen, but t- tell us about, about your company and what you guys do and all sure. that. Sure,
1: sure. So um, I own a consulting firm called Jill Allen and Associates, and I have been in the consulting realm for a little over 17 years now. Primarily focusing on startups, uh, doctors and teams who are in business eight years or less. I do a lot with um, ortho acquisitions as well, very similar to you. And then I work a lot also on the other shoulder where I work with a lot of docs who are getting ready to retire. I kind of coin it eight years to retirement and we're helping them get in get their practices built up so that they are going to be ready to sell and 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 get a good uh, number out of that. So that's that's primarily where I live um in the in the ortho space uh work all over the United States and um you know ortho is is my my passion. I, I've been in the industry for over 30 years now. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I love it. I love everything how, how about did you,
0: it. How did you get into it, Jill? Like, what, what's your background? I think you were clinical for a half second, right?
1: Yeah. So, actually, when I got into this, when I first got started, um, I come from a family where my mom was in the ortho industry. My sister is in the ortho industry, um, and so when I was young, I I, um, I, I started off, <laughs> like I said, thirty plus years ago. Yeah. Uh, I actually started in the sterilization area, so oh, I was awesome. the sterilization tech and the lab it. tech and just kind of made my way up through the um, back of the house in the in the ortho space, became a trainer. And I was very, very fortunate to have worked with uh, orthodontists in my younger years that were really progressive, believed mm. in continuing education, uh, which allowed me to be in front of a lot of the sages in our industry mm. when they were in their prime. And um, I just knew that... I wanted to be a consultant um, yeah. from, from way back when. And I was the gal that would keep notebooks of like, this works well in an ortho office mm, that didn't work well in an ortho mm-hmm. office. And just kind of made my way through and then decided at, 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 you know, 17 years ago, like I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready to do this. And I really had a passion for startups. That's, that's mm-hmm. where I saw in our industry mm-hmm. that we had a need and we just didn't have any consultants specializing in that. And mm-hmm. so, that's that's where I jumped in. Dude, you, it's history. you
0: you just I mean lots there. I I find the best consultants have that real world experience. It's it's why on the other side of my business I've hired incredible people that have lived that yeah. dental world like you have and it's just a tangible, it's a different type of consulting. Um and so that's an an impressive background. Um Thanks. You start, yeah. It's interesting, you know. This program is all about startups, um, yes. and startups are totally like a different, different breed, different world, different thing. Um, it it is underserved. I, I oftentimes say, personally, like like the folks that that focus on startups bless their souls because uh, startups need a lot of help, um, yep. and not too many people are willing to give it to them at a fair price. And I say mm-hmm. fair price because, you know. The professionals in the industry of of all sorts um, have their fees, and those fees might be totally normal to a, 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 an established business. Right? Yeah. They can yeah. afford that. Y- your company's cash flowing. You've been in business for years. Professional services, no problem. But for a startup, professional services are challenging, and so oh, sure. a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, so let's get into it, though. With with ortho, ortho, yes. ortho, ortho. So tell, tell us like, what are like the biggest things that the, the pitfalls of setting up an ortho that might be different than our world in the GP pedo and, uh, and, and such like ortho is just a different beast and, and why, why is it a different beast? And, and um, what are the complexities of a startup? And that's a loaded question, I know, but yeah just, yeah. let's just have a conversation about like, why is ortho? different than than the rest
1: sure i think i think you know when when we think about you know de- different definitely you know differences within you know the the specialties i i think one of the the biggest differences is with the with an ortho practice we don't just start off with cash flow mm-hmm. um you know where we're, we're yeah, on i true. think you know the the dental side of it every procedure you produce off of, Mm -hmm. where for us, we may see six new patients in the door and, you know, a good conversion rate for a startup is 50%. Mm -hmm. We'll convert 50% of those six patients Mm -hmm. and they don't pay us up front. Mm -mm. They do a down payment and they do a monthly payment out over the length of treatment. Mm -hmm. So our, you know, when, when we start up an ortho practice, it starts very slow, and mm. and it's it's like a snowball. It grows year after year as our AR continues to grow and our cash flow comes in. But it's it's a very different different animal in in that regard. Uh, I think even the way we look at the way we market is, is very different and who we're going after to, you know, to get patients coming, you know, coming in our door. Um, you know, we're looking at, you know, the, the dentists in the area, hoping that they're going to refer to us. We're looking at hopefully pediatric dentists in the area, but mm-hmm. we also have to have this super strong online uh, mm-hmm. presence where we're going direct to consumer to get, cause again, it's about, we need, patients coming in the door to be able to hit that conversion to yes. get that cash flow going. Yeah.
0: It's a big, it's a big funnel. It's a, yes. it's a huge funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminds me of the, the GPs out there that do really big cases and all on fours And like, just, it's like, you have to do a ton of marketing to, to convert a smaller percentage. Yes. And yeah. uh, that, that's interesting, but hasn't that changed in the ortho world a little bit over the years? Like, like, like a lot of other specialties, like very similar to pedo where you would rely on all referrals, but now the business has shifted where the consumer is smart enough to where you market direct. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that, that's a big, a big part of it. I I know when I work with startups and we're setting up our marketing plan, we still want those referrals. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, from our dentists and pedos out there. And we still need that community engagement. I always say, you know, in our first year, it's all about, you um, You know, just brand awareness, making Mm -hmm. people aware that we're another practice out there that they can come to. But for sure, I, I, I believe now it it depends on where we're at, which state, you know, which city, you know, there, there's still marketing patterns, you know, what Mm -hmm. we're doing in California is going to be very different than what we do in, um, you know, South Dakota, Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the different areas there, but that direct to consumer is definitely a big part of the marketing strategy that, that we are putting in place right, right from the beginning.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because on our episode on your, your program, which is Hey doc, by the way, a little plug, Hey Hey doc, Doc. check it out. Jill's got a great program um, primarily in the ortho space, but they get into all kinds of stuff on that show. Um, But uh, like pedos uh, I, I think the thing that's missing a bit is, is the idea of still going after the referrals um, mm-hmm. because the, just like pedo uh, folks are intelligent enough. The community uh, consumer uh, is what I'm trying to say. C- smart enough to, to Google kid, kid dentist or pediatric dentist. So, so you got to have that brand awareness, like you said, and the, all of the external marketing that a GP would do, but don't forget about those referrals. And it's the same with ortho, right? Like yeah, you cannot yeah. You cannot forget about that.
1: No, and and I even call these our our hot till not docs, right? So I like like, this. I I like
0: this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hot till not. Okay. Yeah,
1: hot until you're not. Uh, So, you know, like like some of the strategy that I, you know, that I tell my my docs is, you know, hey, when we're getting started, I know it's really easy to take this is kind of a crude analogy, but take this like shotgun approach where we're just gonna go out and we're gonna canvas the area and If, if it, if it has a DDS or, you know, what, whatever, at the end of it, we're, we're, we're going after them. Right. Yes. Where ideally what I think we need to do is really narrow it down to like six to eight doctors that we really want to work hard to Mm. build a relationship with. So what, you know, what is their age to us? What does their website look like? Do they, do they look like they've got similar interests? And I usually say, pick that within about a five mile radius of where our practice is going to be, mm -hmm. Um, because what we know is in ortho patients, usually, unless we're in a very rural area, they're not going to come from more than about five miles around our practice. Mm-hmm. So let's be, again, smart with our marketing efforts. So if we can identify these six to eight docs, I'm going to call them our hot tell not docs, then we're going to go after them and actively engage them, actively try and get to know them and their mm. team members, actively try and get to know the doctors. Um, because if we think about our revenue um, or referral streams in a practice, I usually say we've got about four of them. So we've got our dental community, we've got our community around the five-mile radius of the practice, mm-hmm. we've got our you know online marketing, and then once we get going, our internal marketing, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you can kind of imagine cultivating each of those revenue streams and like for our referring docs, if we can get a constant, you know, two to six patients every month from mm. these four to six to begin with. And then the next year, you know, maybe it's five to 10 new ones. So we, we kind of dialed that revenue, um, referral pattern in, right. And then we've got our online referral pattern coming in and our community, that's what kind of creates our full bucket, for all of these different areas versus just leaning into mm. I'm just going online not that not that we can't do that but you're kind of isolating out some of the other the other I, ones
0: you you I went to to college for a marketing degree and back in the old days we used to call <laughs> that the marketing mix so you're you're describing this mix of of marketing mm-hmm. efforts and it's it's so spot on the other the other thing and I didn't think we were going to go down marketing so much, but this is great. This is great. The, the, I'll,
1: I'll go where you lead me. No, I mean, the
0: the crazy thing about, you get two consultants in a room and you just never know where it's going to go. <laughs> right? We can talk about anything. Um, but I, I was also thinking, because I talk to my clients a lot about like, okay, so ideals are great, but execution is everything, yes. right? Yes. And, and along that vein, you were talking about those four, columns or or whatever. Um, and I was just thinking like, uh, uh, you know, you could have 10, you could have 20 ideas and, and execute three, or you could have, uh, five ideas and execute four or five. Right. And so, and it's, it's also about the quality. And what I mean by that is to your point with the shotgun, if you just blast shotgun, it's not quality, it's little touches. It's not impacting, but if you literally focus and and develop a relationship, maybe take them, take go to dinner, then get involved with their kid their kids, and then do yes. just really dig in. You're gonna get a lot more fruit from from that. If you're just gonna approach it as, "Hey, I met this really cool guy. I think it's gonna work out," and then you never talk to him again, it's not. It's just like a relationship. So yep. I, yep. our clients these days. Sorry, I sound like a geezer right now, but are they it's almost like they don't know how to build relationships like they like we used to have to do. And mm-hmm. that's a generalized statement, but big picture, like the, the relationship is an art and you got to really figure that out, right? Yeah,
1: and I think I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think it's so, it is easier to just do online. You know, it's easier to do the non-relationship touch type of marketing But I think if you're looking for long-term referral patterns, Mm -hmm. we have to do the work we have to pour in. And, and, and here's something else I say is don't make it so personal that if somebody just doesn't connect with you or vibe with you, it's okay. I always tell my docs, give them a good year. If it doesn't work out, send them away with love. Remember how I said hot till not,
0: not they're not,
1: And when they're not, we're just gonna send them away with love and we're gonna plug somebody else into that space Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and start working on 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 that relationship. And I I like that
0: strategy of like of like picking a goal of X amount of people, working that, and then when someone falls out, you backfill. But that's a strategy, folks. And and I love that strategy because people do kind of go at this just randomly the best they can. But when you when you apply a strategy taking out, putting in, taking out, putting in. that's genius.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, something else I'll just add to this is we never know, just like all of us encounter team members that change, change positions. Right. And I, I think sometimes our referral patterns can change depending upon who's at the front desk or mm. who's, you know, who's there. So you may notice too. That somebody that maybe became a cold, you know, we, we sent them away with love kind of shows back up again, (laughs) um, you know, later on, because maybe they've had a change or you start to hear from somebody else because there was a team member that maybe switched jobs and Mm -hmm. now they're somewhere else. And and you had built such Mm -hmm. a good relationship that it just, they just naturally want to follow some, yeah. something there. So I, I, yeah. I just can't say enough about how important it is to continue to foster and, and pour into that.
0: Well, well, it's fitting to have a big section of this episode about orthos being on this re- relationship referral business, because that is one of the biggest, biggest differences is that, well, maybe not the one of the biggest, but it's a big difference that where a GP can rely on a lot of the external marketing. Cause Yep. You can't, you can be successful doing a shotgun uh, approach, trying to do a mailer with a new patient special, free whitening, this, all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, free exam x-ray only like orthos kind of can't do that. And they're, they're just bigger cases. And, and, and actually that's leading me to my next question thought that, that yeah. definitely different differentiates ortho to, to pedo GP is how key it is probably uh, to find the right fit at the front desk. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. So I want some tips here, and that's going to think about your answer. But the the idea of you know my pedo and GPS, they I, I hate to say, it, but you can have a good front office person. But but you need a rock star probably in your world, someone that can treatment plan, good at selling, talk about money and not be uncomfortable. That's what us uh, GP folks and pedos want is someone comfortable in their own skin. But it's super important in your world, right? How,
1: oh, for sure. How do you sure.
0: like? What are some? And the financial arrangements. Sorry, bouncing around here, but no, okay. you're asking people for five grand, so we're asking people for uh 150. You yeah, know. so, yeah, yeah, so sure. the ta- the talent ha- has to be different, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and and this is probably the especially in a startup because I do a lot of, you know, startup ortho practices, this is a lot of times our key team member to the success how successful a startup is mm-hmm. going to be. And on the ortho side, Um, You know, unlike where, you know, pedo and dental, we usually start with one employee. Mm -hmm. So a lot is riding on that, on that one employee. Mm -hmm. And uh, first off, I say, we look for personality. We Mm. look for that person that can be our face and our voice on our phone and can make really great eye contact and connection with our patients and parents when they're walking in the door. And can move them in through a sales process as, you know, we're saying, like you said, you know, we're not even asking for 150 down, we're asking for, you know, maybe $500 down to -hmm. get somebody started, Mm -hmm. you know, so we have to also have this person with a personality that's comfortable asking for money that they may not even feel comfortable as a consumer Think about that. I uh, yeah, feel yeah. comfortable as a consumer um, being able to to do so. So there's there definitely is a lot that goes into that that first employee and the role that they're that they're covering. Um, and you know, I, I have I have a lot of teams and doctors that'll say, you know, well, Jill, should I have somebody that's really experienced in our industry or not? With it, with our consulting team, we train. I would say most of our employees that start with our startup docs don't have any ortho experience Mm -hmm. because we're looking for other qualities out of this person. If, if we, I always say it's like our, our golden goose. If, if we, if we find that person Mm -hmm. that has the ortho skills and, you know, has some ortho knowledge and can do all of this. I mean, that's, that's, that's our unicorn out there, but it's, it's hard to find that.
0: Well, that, that kind of got me thinking ex banker money cash flow break break even. And that's always a question I get with um my docs is like, Mike, when am I gonna break even? And the truth of the matter is um in 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 GP for sure, pedo a little harder because the the annual patient value is less. Um I keep going back to Pedo cuz Jill and I partner on some on Pedo mm-hmm. stuff and so uh, it's important to to note that but um you know we can break even pretty quick cuz we are collecting that money in a 35 to 45 day window again back to the insurance game that orthos don't have to play but like the 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 break even point in my opinion can can be as soon as 6 months sometimes um I'm sitting here thinking how the hell do orthos do this when you like what's that look like? Lots
1: of, lots of working capital. <laughs> yeah. And not enough, not no, enough. No, no, for sure. So, you know, just some, just some kind of basic ortho numbers that, um, you know, that, that I'll throw out. So, usually in an ortho practice, we're looking at maybe doing 300,000 minimum in production in our first year. Wow. But we're only collecting half of that so you uh, kind of a good rule of thumb and ortho is what we produce in one year we collect over two because again remember i was saying Mm -hmm. you know we do downs and monthlies and Mm -hmm. you know we're collecting over a period of time so when you average it out what you collect what you produce in one year you collect over two so that that 150 that we're going to bring in is just going to be enough to cover base baseline expenses for the startup business it's it's covering one employee it's The doctor is taking no income out of this. And any money, if there is any extra, which there's not in the first year, if there was any, my, my suggestion for my docs is always pour it right back into the business, into marketing. Now, year two... See, remember how I was saying how we kind of have a snowball year mm-hmm. two? We should probably, you know, produce around 600,000. Mm. We're going to collect around 300. Mm. We're going to have another employee. We'll have a little mm. extra, but I still don't suggest that my docs pull any income out. Oh, um, man. Yeah. So, so for us, cash flowing you know, we're probably not until into year three into four wow. before we're really feeling good. If we're hitting our numbers where, that we're looking for.
0: Wow. I folks. Um, so when you talk about, Oh, I should have been an ortho. I want you to consider what she just said, because <laughs> I could not imagine not breaking even for no. 24 months. I, cu- I couldn't imagine that, um, along that vein. Um, Wow. Uh, along that vein, we <laughs> talked. I just can still getting my head around that. Uh, you know that associate position is is so key for Orthos. It has yes. to be so key because yes. because to not break even, you have to have a solid uh, associate position. Uh, just like I tell all all of you you folks in, in my in my audience that you know don't quit your job your day job or don't quit your job until you know the business is is supporting. But um, yeah that that's interesting. So big picture it, a lot more is on the line but it's funny because the second year in my world is actually worse than the first year ironically. I, I want I want to I know. I want to paint that picture real quick. So folks imagine doing a startup and we're going to do about 400 in the first year ish uh, on average, okay? And you're going to collect all 400. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you're slower, you could be in the 300s, but still, you collect all 300, not 150. Um, but but you're also working as an associate, making maybe 50 grand. So that's an extra 50 grand or whatever, maybe even 75 if you're a big, bigger producer. But you got free rent usually. You got a lot of working capital. You got a discounted loan payment, uh, and and again, you've got that other job. So. The second year, I always have my folks, no, I don't have them, but they always quit in the first year because they don't want to work for the, the man still. That's why they're doing a startup. They want to quit. They hate their job. So they always quit prematurely. So six months, eight months, maybe a year if I'm lucky. So now that associate income's gone, free rent's gone, working capital's burned up. Um, and maybe the next year you'll do four, four fifty. Mm -hmm. So your, your income actually drops your second year. And a lot of people don't realize that because of that associate position just is the majority of it. And, and, and the bank payments go up and the rent rent payments go up. So big picture. That's kind of funny, like how that happens. Um, um, So, so yeah, working capital, Jill, how we talked about that. It's so important. Yes. It's, it's just so important. It's even more important in your world. Um, let's talk about banking and, and the structure of banking slightly. I, uh, I don't want to dominate this. I want to, I want to hear from you, uh, with construction costs and the -hmm. bank's not giving you enough working capital and marketing dollars. And yeah. how do you get it all in?
1: Oh, it's, it's, (laughs) it's tough. And, and I, and I'll tell you, you know, 2022, 2023, um, 2022 was tough. I mean, we've, we've never seen rent higher than mm-hmm. it's, than it's been. Mm-hmm. I've never seen construction costs higher. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, um, you know, right now in an ortho startup and, and, you know, we're, we're doing this 20 in end of 2022, mm. you know, we're easily seeing build outs in orthos minimum, and this is, I'm, I'm not even really seeing this much anymore. 185 a square foot up to 220, 230 a square foot. Um, probably you know, even that's higher for a, in so-
0: certain places, probably even oh, higher. Yeah.
1: Oh, for, oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and, and we're only talking, you know, 1500 to 2500 square foot space. So, you know, when you, when you look at the banks that are lending for an ortho practice, you know, 750, 800 max right mm-hmm. now you mm-hmm. can do some quick math and see how much of that is just going out in construction
0: yeah
1: then it's what right. what do you have left we still have to buy equipment and we still have to you know come up with our marketing budget and you know all all of those different things and it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a tough it's 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 tough right now mm-hmm. um but you know i i think it's 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 just where where we're at and you know what you say how how do we work it all in You know, we hope that we've got at least 75 K that's what I look for in working capital once, Mm -hmm. once we get open Mm -hmm. and hopefully we're getting some TI back or tenant improvement allowance back that, um, if, you know, that, that we can, you know, kind of bank into for the ortho side, you know, bank into our, um, our, our savings as well as Mm -hmm. we're making our way through. And, and then in turn, why, asking for free rent. And, and, you know, if I could just say, you know, for docs that are out there trying to negotiate, you know, if you don't have a consultant working with you, you know, that, that usually that free rent happens that, you know, starts ticking away the minute you sign your lease. Well, if you don't have your design plans ready to go, if you don't have everything planned out, you're going to be paying for them to build out your space, you know, so you really should be working to make sure that you're negotiating out some good yeah a good length of time for for free rent um as well
0: amen amen sister i the 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 more intentional you are about the beginning uh the planning of the construction and earmarking all of those dollars throughout the process i you know i don't understand equipment in ortho i don't understand software i don't understand the it needs and uh, even the, the the size of the the spot—that's what makes Jill a, a specialist in her in her world. But um, it it all has to be thought about. Uh, you it all has to be intentional. You can't just walk into a Starbucks and start meeting these people and letting them guide you through the process. Yes. Um, yes. Whether you hire me or Jill or someone else, you gotta have a plan. Because Mm -hmm. the industry has a plan for you.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's the best way I can say it. And and I and I would agree. I would 100% agree with you. And I have this talk all the time, you know, where docs will come to me and say, "But Jill, my equipment specialist says they'll do it for free." But Jill, my so and so da 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 da. And you know what? What I would encourage anybody who's listening is it's. I think it's helpful to have somebody that's in your corner that's advocating for you that has no vested interest in what you purchase or what you buy or what you sign on. Like our, our goal as a consultant, my goal as a consultant is to help you be successful Mm -hmm. as an, as an orthodontist once you get going. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I don't have any vested interest in, you know, which x-ray machine you buy or, or the center you purchase or whatnot, where other people do. And that can just blow through your budget so quickly that Mm -hmm. when it comes to, they're all gone and you're left going, okay, now I've got to see patients, but I don't have any money for marketing. And I don't, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, that it's great. I got this really, really great, you know, x-ray machine, but I don't have patience to take x-rays. with. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. Um, Totally, totally spot on. We're talking the same language. Um, uh, Yeah. I I apologize, folks. It's the broken record because Jill's saying the same thing I've been saying for three years. See, it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff, Uh, which, which means it's for real. I, um, you know, we talked a little bit on your program, and this will be my my last question to you. Uh, and I think it's a good conversation because there there is a little cross pollination between my world and your world with mm-hmm. pedos for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even sometimes uh, in, in my world, where GPS want to bring an ortho in, that happens all the time too. Oh, so, for sure. yeah. I I want to to talk about partnership a little bit. Sure. Um, and. In your world, does it make sense for an ortho to partner with with my folks? And what could that look like? What's a successful partnership arrangement look like where both parties win? Is there something that you endorse that, you know, m- my folks can hear and be like, oh, that, that could be pretty cool. We could we could make that work. Oh, I have a friend that's an ortho and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's cool how how the den- the dental industry support its, itself. It's a huge ecosystem. There's referrals yeah. and friendships and yep. CE and all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's dangerous too. And we talked a lot about that at, on Haydock, hey yeah. uh, your podcast. So what, what are your thoughts about partnership and how can it work with the North though?
1: Sure. Sure. So I definitely think there can be some really good partnerships out there. Um, Uh, like we talked about on my show, I think first off and foremost, it comes to really identifying what each person is looking for out of the deal. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I think from the, the dental side of it, understanding that ortho will not be a cash cow right out of the gate. And, and I think that that's probably the, the, biggest misconception that I see when I have orthodontists that are going to be partnering with a, a dental practice or a pedo practice or some type of a multi-specialty location where they come in and the dental side is like, oh my gosh, you know, they're just not cash flowing, you know, right away. Um, and and I think that that's something we just have to understand. You mm-hmm. heard me say this already. It can take up to three years to really get that uh, that momentum going. I think Mm -hmm. the other thing that you have to really understand, even though it's a partnership, is that as a dental or a pedo practice, do you have enough to feed to to be the only referral source for this ortho? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, are you willing to put your marketing dollars towards bringing patients into Mm -hmm. their side of the practice. You know, because I'll have, you know, dentists that'll say like, oh, you know, we easily send out 16 patients a month to an ortho or 20 patients a month. Well, that's (laughs) great. And they're thinking
0: that's that's like so much. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: that's nothing again. I mean, Uh -uh. I mean, even if we've got a good TC and we can convert it, you know, 65, 70, 80%, that's that's not enough to have the the type of practice that you know the whole reason you're bringing in an ortho mm-hmm. and and the whole reason that an ortho is choosing to be with you as well. So what is you what is going to be your marketing plan? Do you have some dollars earmarked for growing that mm-hmm. practice because it's different than growing your indo or growing your pedo practice or some of those other ones that can work off of your marketing that you're already doing in your practice. And, so and, ha-
0: and have a quicker payoff, quicker yeah, payoff. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Another thing that I think you really need to pay attention to, and I think this is tough, is we do billing differently. <laughs> and most dental softwares do not work well for ortho. Mm-hmm. We, You just don't. We just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. And I know that I, I've i seen a lot of the programs out there. I understand them. They just don't work well. So if you're committed to, to doing this partnership, let it be its own entity, bring in the right software. Um, don't share team members where you're like, Oh, I can just, when I have an assistant and they're free, they can just hop over and do ortho. They can't, they don't, you know, they, they probably don't have that skill set and not having that dedicated team will hinder your ortho practice from growing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you can if you can feed it and, you know, and, and do it the right way, you're going to have this beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, secondary, um, you know, specialty come coming out of your practices. Yeah.
0: Uh, we, uh, I, I oftentimes think with these types of partnerships, pedo, ortho, bringing an implant person, like you think about all these multi, mm-hmm. you know, the GP is kind of like a hub, a, a wheel that gets to, to send out. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the comment about you know, I send 15, 20 K it's okay. That doesn't feed a specialist. It's a lot, but it's not a lot for them. It's a lot for you. <laughs> couple things you're going to alienate your, your, your other referral partners by partnering. So, so if you're a, a GP bringing in an ortho um, now all the GPs don't want to send any work over to your ortho partner. So got to think about that. Um, and then I, I also think a lot about like treatment planning, and, and again, we talked a little bit about this on your show and that, that was that, you know, your GP crew, the culture has to be smart and sharp enough to diagnose and have smart conversations. Um, and if they're not, you know, may, maybe the 20 leads could be 40 if they were better. If yeah. that makes sense. You you were saying yeah. yep. 15, 15 referral. That's a lot. Yeah. But it could have been, dude, you see 15 people today yeah, in your hygiene department how many of those people have issues that could be fixed with uh, not just cosmetic, but airway, right? And so being smarter about that. So if you're going to partner, there needs to be more collaboration on probably clinically cross-training, the teams need to like, be smart about your business if you're going to do something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I would say uh, even I love your train of thought where you're going here because I also see where we run into problems where, well, we sent you 16, you know, patients, but you know, some of them didn't have the restorative plan done yet. Some of them (laughs) didn't have this, that, or the other. And it's like, but why aren't you starting them all? well you mm-hmm. know, you yeah. know, so, so again, yeah. we, we want to really make we need sure that crown
0: we, on there. If you're going to put a bracket, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we can't do that, you know, that Invisalign scanner, that this, that, or the other, if we still have restorative work. So, so true. I think it's, yeah. and, and a lot of times it's, it's a breakdown, even within the teams, you know, they're, they're excited to want to be able to refer, but maybe it's not as, as strong a referral. So if you can get your protocols in place to make it so that, there's really good synergy between um, you know the specialties that that yeah. will just really really help there
0: uh, folks i hope this opened your mind up because we talk so much about ortho but it's also it's all multi specialty it could be ortho thinking about mm-hmm. gp or pedo it could be mm-hmm. gp thinking about uh, periodontist or whatever you, you got your business to worry about to set up which is a whole beast in itself but then you have to think about how do i make this partnership Equally as as beneficial, so it's just more to think about, more to plan, more to synergize on. Of course, you have more mar- marketing dollars. Of course, you have some overhead that you can share. Those are some benefits. But big picture, if you do not execute the plan properly, think through some of these things with the help of someone like Jill or I. Um, it it could it's just two uh, semi decent startups that 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 the benefits don't, don't outweigh the, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the challenges. So,
1: and, mm. and, and I think if I could just add what I then see, and we see this a lot, unfortunately is just this lackluster experience and maybe even some sour taste in your mouth about, ah, that didn't work well. That wasn't great. Ortho's horrible or pedo's horrible or blah, 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 blah. And really it probably wasn't, that at all it was just the execution in the beginning that that didn't have a good planning is, and, is really i think and what, we've what seen that
0: we've to. seen that across any company you yeah you you go into a, a store or a restaurant and you have an amazing server they love them they're sweet they're smiling they're you know interacting with your kids and then the food comes out and it's crap or yeah, or the yeah. opposite right and it just ruins the five star rating and all of that effort for nothing if you don't execute on the things yet you, you need to then it's just it's all it's all a lot for nothing and that's that's super unfortunate well well Jill, I hate to do this. We're running short on time. I get um, it.
1: This is great. Ah, Thank you.
0: We could talk all day. How do people get a, get a hold of you? Um, again, we've already re- referenced Hey Doc. We'll, we'll have those that information yeah. below in the show notes. But sure. just you know, um, final thoughts and how to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if if you've got questions about Ortho, um, I'm always happy to do free consultations and and just be you know, just, just a lifeline out there in the ortho realm. Um, I, I do lots and lots and lots of calls with doctors in all different areas. So if you want to check out the website, it's results with an name of the company is Jill Allen and associates. And if you want to hear um, a podcast, that's a little more ortho focused, it would be Hey docs. And you can find that on any of the, um, you know, in any of the sites out there, the podcasting.
0: world wide web the world, no, wide web,
1: the world wide web.
0: Wide <laughs> Web. <laughs> I'll have all that information below. Uh, Jill, it's a pleasure folks. Don't call me. If you're an ortho, Jill's going to be way better suited. Um, but, uh, and, and, and she, you're in great hands. So, uh, thanks for being a part of the program. Yes.
1: Thank uh, you.
0: And, uh, let's, let's do this again. Okay.
1: I'd love it. Thank you.
0: All right, Jill, take care. Thanks for doing the show. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth-filled episode of
1: Startup Uncensored.